Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Praise them, everybody. Amen. Hello. Amen. Amen. Praise them. How you doing? I'm good. And you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. God is good. God is good. This is Robin calling from Georgia. Hey, Robin. This is Tawana. I don't hey, know who Tawana. else is on. The weather? No, I said I don't know who else is on. Oh, okay. I thought you said how's the weather here in Georgia. <laughs> okay, well, you know, um, I'm just calling in for you that. I didn't hear that, that um, button that said it was recording. I did everything she said, but I don't know <laughs> what happened. But anyway, um, I'm going to be starting everybody up. Um, so I don't know who's all on here either, but I guess as we um, continue on and talk and open it up for everyone to um, – you know, join in, and, and I guess everyone to do what they're willing to do at that time. But I think um, we have a speaker speaking on a topic for tonight, which is um, Sister Virginia. I believe that's what best said. I'm not, not sure, but I think she's going to be speaking on a topic. Okay. And, um, okay. Right, right. So um, Yvette will be coming on a little later. She's running, um, you know, a little late. She had to do some things, so she called me, asked me would I just open it up. And so that's what I'm going to do. And so I just want to say, like I said, hello to everybody and praise God and hope everybody's doing well and had a blessed, wonderful weekend. And um, I know some of us have fathers that are still here on earth and some have those that went on, you know. And I just want them to know that um, we're all blessed by a most awesome, amazing father, which is God. And so who, who takes care of us all and still looks down on all of us and, you know, and helps us through our everyday and daily life. And so I want to start off with a prayer and just um, everybody, um, hold on one second. Okay, just take a moment and just um, relax, close your eyes and, and, and um, just, Hold your head down if you can. If you're driving, that's okay. Keep your eyes your eyes open, your head up, and pay attention to the road. But I just want to say thank the Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, you know, for helping us to wake up every morning because, you know, that's who does it. Lord, we just give you all glory, honor, and praise. Lord, we just thank you for a blessed, awesome, and a wonderful day, Father. No matter what the day has been like, what we've been through, Father, we know, Father, that we have you, Father. There's nothing that can go wrong or go bad, Father, but... Things happen, Father, but we know we have our faith and our eyes in you and on you, Lord, you say you will help us through it, Father. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for family and friends, Father. We thank you for the love of everyone, Father, that that we come across, Lord Jesus. We thank that we have the love 
that you have for us, Father, that agape love, Father, that you, even if we don't seem to appear to have it, Father, you would teach us to have that same love that you have for us, Lord, for everyone around us, Lord. Father, we thank you for your protection each and every day, Father. We thank you for protection as we speak through the night, Lord Jesus. We thank you for all things that come for you, Lord. And, Father, we ask that everybody on this line will be blessed by something that's going to be Spoken, Lord Jesus, asking to open up, Father, their minds and their thoughts, Father, and be open to everything that's coming forth, Lord Jesus. If they have any questions, Father, we ask that they be open to ask those questions and they be given the answer, knowing it's because of you and from you, Lord Jesus. And Father, we just thank you for this blessing one for time on this telephone line, Lord Jesus, that we all can come together in unity and grief, Father, and teach one another, Lord Jesus. Every day we learn something new because of you, Lord. And we just thank you, Father, that we had minds to to know these things and to be taught these things and to do these things in you, Lord Jesus. And Father, we just thank you and give you all glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. 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 So um go ahead. Hi, Robin. I'm sorry. Uh I've been on the line all the time. I didn't realize my phone was mute. But um, <laughs> okay, okay. So um, you know, I had totally vet that I wanted to add something to uh the veil when we ministered on the veil some weeks ago. Yes, ma'am. Just wanted to you know, uh, just interject a few things. So um, which won't be long, so we could open it up for other topics. I um. Really do before I get into that, I really mm-hmm. believe that the body of Christ we really need to step up our prayer life, and I yes. have been saying that um i you know we also talked on the watches, and I don't believe that was coincident. I don't believe it just you know circumstance, I believe that that's something God really wants us to do um to actually increase our prayer life and pray an extra an hour a day and not just limit yourself anytime you have available time. In fact, the word of God say, pray without ceasing. So we should always be in an attitude of prayer constantly. And when we have that time where we can just go into a deeper form of prayer, because there are all kinds of prayer I believe we need to take advantage of it. We've studied the watches, so we know what we can pray for. Most of all, um, listening to the Holy Spirit and being led by the Spirit. If you don't know anything else to do, just pray in the Spirit. But we also have things that we know we can pray for for different hours during the day. So I Mm -hmm. just want to reiterate that and bring that forward. I think the body of Christ, we're going to come together stronger and more powerful than we ever had before. I believe God wants us to take back the territory. So, you know, you have a prayer closet. You can pray in your closet. You can also pray walking around your neighborhood, claiming the territory. Claim, you know, wherever your feet tread, the Lord said he'd give it to you. Wherever you go shopping, uh Claim back these areas, you know, take back what the enemy has stolen. You know, like the Psalms say, we need to go into the enemy's camp and take back what he's taken from us. We need to take back territory. So Mm -hmm. I just want to put that out there. So Mm -hmm. um, 
And as I said, I just wanted to add something to the teaching on the veil that we had a few weeks back. Um, it's not long, but uh, when I was studying the veil, right. I know that the veil was rent from top to bottom and that we have access into the Holy of Holies. That is, if you're saved, when I go back and read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I notice that Matthew, Mark, and Luke talk about the veil. John doesn't talk about the veil. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting because uh, Matthew is written to the Jew because Jesus came to the Jew first. Mark was written to the Romans because at the time Jesus walked the face of the earth, the Romans were in charge. They ruled because the um, Jews wanted the Messiah to come to get them from under that Roman bondage. So he came to the Jew first and then to the Romans next because they were in leadership. And then he came to the Greeks third, which is um, the book of um, Luke basically was to the Greeks because at that time, that was what basically um, society, you know, as far as arts and language and um, culture, everything uh, was very prevalent in the Greek society. You know, the Romans and the Greeks got along very well. And the Greeks, you know, philosophy, their way of doing things, uh, their plays, their arts, everything was, uh, you know, in the Greek style and custom at that time. So, um, but when you get to the book of John, John was written to the church. John was written to the Christian. So it doesn't mention the veil because we have access into the Holy of Holies. Um, When you think about the veil, really, to sum it all up, the veil is really Jesus Christ because Jesus um, represents the gate, the door, and the veil. You know, God said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right. And um, so in the Old Testament, there was the outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. So Jesus, when he came, he's our outer court, he's our inner court, and he's our holy of holies. To get to Jesus, you have to come through the gate. And the door is that um, when you come into the inner court, you know, you come into the doorway and then you have to go into, um, go behind the veil, which is Jesus. The veil represents Jesus' flesh. And it's very clear in Hebrews. When you study out the book of Hebrews, it lets Mm -hmm. you know that the veil is Jesus Christ. You enter into him. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, you know, it says that uh, when you enter into Jesus, you come into the gate. That's like coming into salvation. Right. 
and the veil, like I said, it's his flesh. You know, he says, if any man, um, he stand at the door and knock, and, you know, if you let him in, he will come in and sup with us and, and we with him. Mm-hmm. And and that's by the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, when you get into, uh, when you go into Jesus, it's by the power of the Holy Ghost. See, there's two baptisms. There's a baptism of water where you accept Jesus as uh, your Savior. And then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit where you're in filled with the power, with the Holy Ghost. You know what I mean? Um so that's what really allows you to go into the Holy of Holies, to go into the Lord Jesus. Am I making sense? You can stop me, <laughs> you know, if you have any questions. You said um, because Jesus Christ is the veil, right? We yes, can enter yes. into him because he's the salvation, right, right, okay. So, you know, um, the Holy of Holies, we are seated with him. The word of God said we are seated with him in heavenly places, mm-hmm. which represent the ark. Because you remember the ark was behind the veil. So right. when, you, when you go into Jesus, the ark now is our heart. It's, we allow Jesus to come into our heart and take up residence. You know what I mean? And yes. he tells us that we are seated in heavenly places with him. So we are in him and he's in us. <laughs> you know, um, the word of God said you can only get to the Father but through Jesus. So you have to go through Jesus, which Jesus represents that veil. When you look at John uh, ten seven, it said, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door. Of the sheep. We are the sheep, and Jesus is the door. And, you know, a doorway is like a veil. When you think about it, some of the old houses, they didn't put doors in certain rooms, they just put a curtain up. Well, that's what a veil is it's a curtain. Sometimes you have a closet and you just put a curtain, you know, for privacy to, to hide. Um, your clothes behind the curtain. But Jesus, and and see, we are hid in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and look at verse 9, it's Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall come and shall go in and out and find pastures. That means we can constantly come in and out, <laughs> you know, um, and fourteen six it said, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So, you know, um, it's still Jesus is representing that veil. When you go to Hebrews, it's Hebrews 2.17, it's a long... Um, I think you really need to study Hebrews in order to understand why Jesus is considered the veil. It says, wherefore, holy brothers, partake of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest 
of our profession, Jesus Christ, because he's become our high priest, Hebrews 4.14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, Hebrews 5.5. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made in high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. And see, the Father of glory called Jesus, mm-hmm. made him, you know, the high priest. Right. And he said unto he said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now, you know Melchizedek, um, Abraham paid tithes into Melchizedek, and Melchizedek was a high priest. Mm-hmm. But he was a type of Jesus. He was a type of God because it said Melchizedek had no beginning and no end. He mm-hmm. had no father. He had no mother. So, you know, okay. you keep reading it said, who is, who is in the days of his flesh when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was hurt and that he feared. Though he was a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him called of God, a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 9, 11 said, But Christ being come, a high priest, a good thing to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. See, it goes back to that tabernacle. Like I said, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In a court, mm-hmm. in a court you know, holy yeah. of priests. Jesus is our um, tabernacle, not um, made with hands. This is to say, not of this building. The tabernacle now is not a building. The tabernacle now is Jesus Christ. Hebrews four twenty, I mean nine twenty four, for Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, but are the figure of the truth, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Hebrews ten nineteen through 20, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness, holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has concentrated for us through the veil. There it talks about going through the veil, which is Jesus. That is to say, his flesh. So the veil now is Jesus' flesh. Mm-hmm. And immediately, I was in this, um, I think this is out of Revelation, and immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one set on the throne. And he that set was to look upon like a jasper and a sardis stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne, and sight like an to an emerald. 
Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Then again, that's talking about Jesus. That means when you go in the veil, you're going into Jesus. And he comes into us. Revelation 4, 1 through 3, after this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it was a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither, and I will show you things which must be hereafter. Um, the only thing, you know, we had the discussion about the veil being rent, and it's true, it's rent from top to bottom. And you can come boldly before the throne of grace now. But when you come into the the veil now is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is our tabernacle. He is our inner court, our outer court, and he's our holy of holies. You know, you come Mm -hmm. in the gate, that's receiving him as your Lord and Savior. You um, know. Amen. Um, coming to the Holy of Holies, you have to come through him. You knock on his door. And by being filled with the Holy Spirit, you are able to come boldly into the Lord because he said we could come in and go out. We can come in and sup with him, and he will come in and sup with us. So that's the only thing I want to um, bring out that, we're saying the veil is totally um, done away with. The the veil is Jesus Himself now. Mm-hmm. Jesus himself. The veil, the natural veil is rent, but the spiritual veil is Jesus, and it's His. It represents His flesh. Right. And, and all, you can read Hebrews, and it'll tell you very clearly. Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes you just have to go back and study it to get the clear meaning of it. But um, I think it's verse uh, 10 and 20 in the book of Hebrews. 10 and 20? Yeah. Anybody have any questions? Or or did that help anybody as far as um, the veil? Well, I, for one, think that's awesome because I was not on the um, line when you all first spoke about the veil. Uh-huh. But that's, that's awesome to know that Jesus Christ is now the veil. Uh-huh. Where before, I think they used to call it the kerchief. kerchief. What? It used to be called the, am I pronouncing it wrong, kerchief? Uh-huh. That's what it used to be called. The veil. Oh, I don't know. How are you spelling it? Um, just like um K E R C H I E F S kerchief, like the kerchief that you use, you know, to wipe your your face or your nose or whatever. Is it, it, oh. it used to be called kerchief? Kerchief. Uh, a kerchief. Are you saying kerchief? Like, 
like a handkerchief or yes, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, K E R C H I E S S. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Wow, because yeah. I I've never studied the veil. I have never been under anyone that taught about the veil. Yes. Yes. This is yes. this is very new to me, and that's awesome to know that Jesus Christ is in in the flesh. He is the the veil. We can enter yeah. into him and um right right because he's our salvator. So yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else had any questions? Um, like I said, you can read it. You know, it's good to study the word for yourself. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said, you can find that in Hebrews. You know, it's very clear in Hebrews that Jesus is our veil, you know, which is his flesh. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, so my question is, well, not so much a question, but a comment. Everybody evidently don't know that because when they pray, they're saying we're going behind the veil. And my statement is still the same as it was in the beginning. We don't have to go behind the veil. Jesus is our covering. Amen. Jesus is our veil. You go right up into him, you know, and that's boldly before him. Right, right. So there's no division between us and God. Jesus is the mediator. He yeah, is the person, the in-between person, if you want to call it he's that. A, he's our high priest. Right. After the order of Melchizedek. Read. Um, right. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with any of that. But I know as people, as men and women coming up, in the things of God and teaching other people. In James, it says teachers are held at a higher accountability. So my thing is if I'm going to teach somebody something, I want to make sure that I'm not sending nobody to the pit because I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And when I read the word, I read from top, to bottom. Now I have open access to my Father because uh-huh. of what Christ did on the cross. So those people that are in leadership, then they need to stop saying you're going behind the veil because people are still thinking that there's yeah. a division between us and God. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And there isn't. Yeah. There is it. And well, so, you know, I never, um, but you know, technically, when we were on the phone, the uh, first talking about that, the veil, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that other than the song that was made uh, behind the veil. But that's the first. That's the first. But, you know, if anybody have a question, it's very clear. The word is very clear when you read Hebrews. Uh, what did I say? Chapter ten, verse twenty. Yes, Hebrews ten twenty. Mother, mother, if I may interrupt, mother, mother Helen, are you saying when they say behind the veil, is that the same as when they say go in your secret closet? That's not the same thing. Correct? No, it's not. The, it's not the same thing. The, the, the thing of it is, the reason I'm saying that is mm-hmm. because I'm involved with 
young women, young men, and they ask me questions. And right. then when I answer them and take it to the word, then they're saying, well, uh, I was sitting under this person or this person said, and we still got a veil, and he was born with a veil, so he can, he'll can he see it or she'll see it. And I'm thinking, no, that's not right. But <laughs> I don't want to tell them that their pastor is off. But right. I do. Well, you can, yeah, I do, but I don't, but I try not to, but he's off. Well, you can give them scripture, Mother Helen. Nothing beats the scripture. If you can go right to uh, Hebrews ten twenty, and really just study that whole passage, but that's the scripture that makes it very clear that Jesus Christ is our veil. His flesh is our veil. Amen. We enter into Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, it's, it's very clear. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I don't have now, a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring that point out because we um, we had such a discussion on the veil some weeks ago. So, uh, you know, I had told Sissy uh, that that um, I hadn't studied on that. And to give me time to really study, and when I went, when I went to study it, that's when I realized that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the door. Any man that um, come to the Father have to come through Jesus. And then Hebrews clearly state that Jesus now is our veil. We enter into Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just wanted to bring that out. That's all. Amen. 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 Thank you for that word because um, I'm like, I am the veil. What is that? What are they talking about? And I was just looking the veil up. It's totally different from, um, well, I guess it probably, if you really studied it, this is what they're saying about in my um in my Bible dictionary, we probably um, line up with what you're saying. But right now, it is telling me about the kerchiefs were like nets used to catch the souls of people. So this is something totally different. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So, um, does anyone else have anything else to ask? Um, you um, got a question about the veil, or or want to comment on it, or um, got any other questions? input on something that you have um, any thoughts on? You don't all have to uh, speak at the same time, you know. So, um. uh, I'm, you know, I'm finished at two points. So whatever you all want to um, minister on or talk about, you know, fine with mm-hmm. me. Right, right. Okay. Okay, let me let me just read for you. Um, we're not gonna stay on the bill, but I'm just gonna read what I read about the bill in my um Bible dictionary. It uh-huh. told me to um it was referenced in Ezekiel thirteen, eighteen and chapter thirteen, eighteen and um verses eighteen and twenty. And then it said, See, Kirtif, 
kerchiefs. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, kerchiefs. I gave you K-E-R-C-H-I-E-F. So I looked up a kerchiefs, and it says it's um, King James Version translation of the Hebrew word translated as veils in modern translations of Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 8 and 21. Ezekiel uh-huh. compares the kerchiefs or veils used by women who prophesied from their own inspiration. Um, uh-huh. And that's, um, it said, to nets used to catch birds. Then it said, according to this comparison, that kerchiefs were like, kerchiefs were like nets used to catch the souls of persons. God uh-huh. declared through Ezekiel that he would free his people from the snares these women set for them. So that's like totally different. So where is this? Ezekiel, what chapter and verse are you coming at? Ezekiel chapter 13, verses 8 and 21. 8 and 21, okay. Let me go back Yeah, it says chapter 8 and 21, then it says 20 on another page. So verses, um, chapter 13, verses 8, 20, and 21. Okay. And so when I, when I went to Ezekiel and I'm in chapter 13, verse 18, in my application life study Bible, it says, um, um, uh, verse 18, and say, thus saith the Lord God, woe to the women that sew pillows to all armholes and make kerchiefs upon the head of every stature to hunt souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people? And will you save the souls alive that come unto you? And 19, it says, no, I'm not going to read 19, 20. I'm going to jump to 20. Wherefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against your pillows. Where with you there hunt the souls to make them fly, and I will tear them from your arms, and you will let the souls go, even the souls that ye hunt to make them fly. 21. Your kerchiefs also will I tear and deliver my people out of your hand, and they should be no more in your hand to be hunted, and you should know that I am the Lord. And I, I think this is part of being, um, this is judgment against false prophets. So uh-huh. in Ezekiel, so I'm I'm like wow, so yeah. Okay, <laughs> so um, when you go back to the word, I'm going where you're saying. Um, when I study, I always go to the whole book, and um, right. sometimes the book because I have to know what the setting is. Exactly. And, um, so far, I started with first. Uh, uh, started with the chapter 13, verse 1. Mm-hmm. It's talking about prophets. It doesn't say anything about veil. It doesn't say anything about women. It's talking mm-hmm. about prophets. It Prophecy. Says, and the mm-hmm. word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel. And mm-hmm. prophesy and say thou unto them that prophesy out of their own heart. So mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, um, you have to also watch different um, 
interpretations of the word. I try to stick close to King James as possible because sometimes things are added in that is not in the word. And mm-hmm. uh, it's talking about prophets, but it's, I don't see where it says anything about a veil or a woman. No. Not in the first the first part, right, but as you go on into 18, 19, 20, 21, that's where it went off at. But, yeah, mine's saying the same. I'm in the King James Version also in my life, life study application. Okay. Likewise, the, okay, starting at 17, likewise, the Son of Man set that face against. Okay. The daughters of that people. Okay, so it's including uh, men and women because it's, Stop talking about the prophets, and it also go into that son of man. Uh, basically, the daughters also, of that people. It mm-hmm. also, yeah, it also go into including women as well. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yeah, you start at seventeen. Likewise, the son of man set that face against the daughters of the people. So he's he left off talking about the prophets, and also started talking about the daughters as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Mm. And and I guess and I guess where it started off when in verse one it was it was a warning against um in in the um it, it tells you, you know when you read in the verses it says it was a warning against false prophets. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Saying that they were saying that they were receiving messages from God, but yeah. it was it was there they were they were lying. You know, yeah. it was them saying that um, God said this and God said that, and I guess that's probably what um, Mother Helen was kind of kind of yeah. saying. You know, well, you know, um, back in that time, uh, sometimes judgment would come, and that that happens today too. And the prophets didn't want to displease the people. And they try to make it seem like everything was peachy and cream when it wasn't. God was saying something else. It's just, yeah. And, um, you know, it's just like today. Sometimes people don't want you to prophesy anything. Um, It's just not pleasant to the ear. You know, they don't believe God still people in it, you know, because they'll tell you their prophecy is supposed to edify, build up, and, you know, and that's true. But there are times, too, that God brings correction to the body. So, you know, you have to say what the Lord say, whether you want to please the people or not. That's mm-hmm. called. It's true. You're breaking up, or either it's my phone. That's called what? Men pleasing. Sometimes people don't want to say what thus says the Lord because they don't want to offend people. They want to please man. But um, right, and and so many people look at you and say, um, I don't, I don't, I don't even go to church anymore, or I don't believe nothing, nothing that I, I don't even think you hear from God because you know so many people are have a title and um, have not been called, and yep. they're teaching things or telling people things that, that are not true or is halfway true because they want to please people. They don't want to tell them the real truth because they can't handle it. But um, 
that's what's going on today. Yeah. The, the church is caught up in, in the ways of the world, yeah. you know, the worldly things. You have to speak what God wants you to speak. Yes, ma'am. What you think or feel. Yes, ma'am. The word of God says, all you can acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Yes, yes, he will. But in order for people to do that, they have to be dead to self. That's true. If they you still that. care about what people think about you, mm-hmm. and you're not going to say what God tells you to say. That's right. Yeah. Yes. You're right. You have to be totally dead to what you may think your pastor or the woman up the street or the man down the street or the missionary, Sister Susie, Cucumber. You have to be <laughs> dead totally to the mm-hmm. flesh. Mm-hmm. Paul was dead to the flesh. Yeah. That's yes. why he could do the things that he did. That's why God could use him. Mm-hmm. And unless we become just dead, take take our flesh to the graveyard, put it in a casket, and mm-hmm. bury it, we're not going to do what God tells us to do. It's a hard thing. I had to do a long time, <laughs> a long time ago, and I was at a <laughs> meeting, and I had been, been toiling with this thing all week long. And I went to a, a, a service, and mm-hmm. the prophet called me out. I was in the back, in the middle, and he looked over all them people and called me out. I'm like, Lord have mercy. And he told me, he said, whatever it is that God is telling you to do that you've been toiling with, he said, you need to get it done. Mm. And I just look, I just looked at him and, you know, because this was a pastor. Mm-hmm. This was a pastor that God, I had to go and tell him. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, this is a pastor. Who am I? Well, how come another pastor can't go and tell him? You know, you go through all that stuff in your mind. And how come I got to do it? No, 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 no. But I, eventually I did it. The pastor told me I didn't hear God. He told me I missed God and <laughs> that um, I was wrong all the way around. I looked at it. I said, okay, that's between you and God. Within a month, everything that God told me to tell him came mm-hmm. to pass. Mm-hmm. Amen. It came to pass. Wow. I didn't did I want to do it? No, because I'm mm-hmm. looking at him. He a pastor. He right. he he over a congregation of at least a thousand people. Mm-hmm. And he was a big name at that particular time. And mm-hmm. all of this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, Lord, why you why you pick me to tell him that all this dumb stuff that ain't right? <laughs> <laughs> with him and his ministry. Uh-huh. Well, you know, if you didn't tell him, God was going to use somebody else to tell him. Yeah. Well, if I didn't tell him, he showed me. He told me. He showed me Ezekiel. If you see a man in a fault, you don't tell him his blood is on your hands. 
Mm-hmm. But if you see a man in a fault and you tell him and he don't do nothing, then his blood is on his own hand. His own hand. Yes, ma'am. So I'd rather for his blood to be on his hands <laughs> than to be on mine. Amen. Amen. And so we've got to learn, you know, it's time out for people having their feelings on their shoulders and always offended and always easily hurt. And God, if God tells us, to, I'm, I'm talking about telling now. I'm at the place <laughs> in my walk with the Lord. If I had to go to T.D. Jakes and tell him something, I'm going. Amen. Uh-huh. I'm going. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, once, once, I, once I'm released from what God has given me to say to him, that's between uh-huh. him and Jesus then. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll be yeah. able to go to sleep. I don't know <laughs> if anybody has on this line that was supposed to tell somebody something and they didn't and they let nightfall fall on them, I couldn't go to sleep. I talked and turned and turned and talked and just, oh, Lord, what I was trying to pray, and the prayer just went to the ceiling, as it were, and just kind of bounced back down on me. And I'm like, what is going on? And when I got settled down, I heard the Spirit of God say, I told you to call so-and-so and and take them to lunch and do da-da-da. I said, Oh, yeah, <laughs> you did, didn't you? Well, you know, um, sometimes Mother Helen, the Lord would give you an answer for them. I remember I said to a minister one time, and he told me that I was the least in the body, so how could I come in and say what I said? Oh. And no sooner than he told me that the scripture came right out of my mouth before I could even think about it, the word said, let the least in the body judge a thing. And he didn't say anything else. Mm. So, wow. You know, I hadn't planned. I didn't know what he was going to say, you know. But the Lord sometimes gives you a comeback, and it's so swift and so fast. Yeah. Even have to think about it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so whoever on the line, because we didn't switch from the veil and went to something else. So whoever on the line that need to hear that need to hear this, take right. heed, take heed to what's being said. Mm-hmm. Amen. Evidently, evidently. Soon and very soon, somebody's going to have to do this very thing that we saying. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And it's been in your spirit, and you know you got to say it sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now, whoever that is. Mm-hmm. I I think a lot of people look at the titles of a person just because they're an apostle, a bishop, or a presbyter. They they feel like 
who am I, like you were saying, but everybody's accountable, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody should have an accountability uh, partner, and because all these apostles and bishops, and they they should have a covering also. Yeah. You know, so everybody's accountable, and, and, and no matter what your title is, because when we go before God, ain't, nobody's going to have a title. You know, it's not about your title. It's what did you do for him, and what were you supposed to do? The assignment he gave you, did you do it? You know, and all the other stuff that comes along with that. But everybody's accountable for everything they do and say, no matter who you are. But, you know, um, like I said, God will use somebody. There's been times, a couple of times, the Lord had told me to say something, and I didn't say it, and... Then when I was getting ready to say it, I heard the very exact same words coming out of somebody else's mouth that the Lord had spoke to me. Wow. I said something to them about it. They said, they told, one of them told me that uh, God had told them that if they stepped out and spoke it, that he would confirm it, and I was their confirmation. So, (laughs) you know, in the Bible, uh, God will use a donkey. He will use oh, the yeah. animal if he has to. Uh, yes. In a big time famous ministry here years ago, um, not here in Richmond, it was out west someplace. And um, mm-hmm. I'm quite sure people had, um, God had given people a word to give to this pastor, and, and they probably didn't want to because of intimidation or. As, um, you know, we said, who are we to go to a powerful man of God and say, thus saith the Lord. Since nobody moved on it, the Lord used a 10-year-old child that didn't even know mm-hmm. what man to go and hit the pastor in the stomach and prophesy to him. And the pastor went down under the anointing, slain. So, you know, God can use who he wants if he has to use a child. He said, out of the mouth of babes, you know, he perfected praise. So, you know, mm-hmm. God, if he, if you don't allow him to use you, he will just, he'll use somebody else. Somebody else. Yes, mm-hmm. But also, um, you have to be careful sometimes, too, of distractions and opposition mm-hmm. on, on, on some of the, the things that you have to say too, because that has happened before to me. And mm. um, I remember this one day I was at work, um, and I was supposed to tell this guy something, and this girl came up and interfered because I worked at a school, and this girl mm. came up and interfered and distracted me from saying what I was going to say, and. And I never did get a chance to tell the guy mm-hmm. um, because the the girl came up. It was a distraction. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes there's oppositions on things too because mm-hmm. I remember being at work and something happened at work because we had this um, prophet come to our church and stuff. And it was so much stuff going on. It was like the kids was coming against me and I went off and forgot to copy uh, paper on the on the um, machine, and the, it, it was an opposition on number ten or something. It was it was like it was like, and it'd be a lot of confusion. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to, you know, pray about oppositions and distractions sometimes when God gives you a message. And like you said, God will go back, and sometimes he He does go back and tell you, and he does give you an opportunity to do it because I know that I was supposed to tell this guy something at work one time before, and um, I had this dream, and I and I seen the what was going on in the dream, and it was something about his marriage, and and it took me like three tries before I worked up the nerve to actually <laughs> tell that guy what was going on, mm. and and then he came and he came after because he I got a chance to tell him he was in the break room by himself. And I got a chance to tell him then. And then later on, he came back to me, and he started asking me questions and stuff about it. Wow. So, he, you know, he, a lot of times God will give you the opportunity to do it over again. But that's because, he, that's because you're in boot camp. Mm-hmm. This is your training. This is your training. Boot camp is training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we're wise enough to know that people need to be trained, don't you think that God is wise enough to know that we need to be trained? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is your tra- This is your training. Mm-hmm. This is your training. And then you know, I realized, like, um, about three weeks ago, I went to this memorial, and it was a, a teacher and a teacher assistant I had worked with. Their daughter had... Um, she had got killed in Grand Rapids. She had got hit by a car, and she stepped out in front of the car and got hit by a car. And we mm-hmm. went to the memorial, and the guy, I worked with him. He was a teacher, and we was at a meeting one day, and I heard the spirit say, if you stop smoking, you'll feel better. And it mm-hmm. took me a while before I, I would tell the guy, but eventually I did tell the guy, what a, what was in my spirit, and I and I told him I said if you stop smoking you'll feel better. He said what? Who's saying that? Who's saying that? And, and it, it kind of scared me, you know what he said that. It kind of scared me, and I said I said in a little voice I said me. <laughs> and so then um, when uh, I I came home and I told my friend about it, and she said he Lord, she said you're gonna have to quit. Um, you're gonna have to tell people what God be telling you to tell them. And when I saw this guy at the memorial, he told the told those people that he said this was ten years ago. He said he told the people that Eloris helped me to get, break away from smoking. He says I have not smoked in ten years. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. So you never know. So you never know when you being obedient. Mm. And the effects that it's gonna have when an individual down the road, mm. and how it's gonna it's gonna help them and and to guide them. That's 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 good. That's why I say we never know when God give us something. It mm. may not be for that time. Mm-hmm. We don't know for what time that it is. But when we do it and we're obedient, there's a testimony that's gonna come back and say. Just what he did, mm. something that you didn't even didn't even think about. You know, you know it's just yeah. like I can't even. T- my cousin, when I went to his graduation a couple of weeks ago, he said there was something that I had said to him back in Michigan when I came to visit, and you know, and and he remembered. Mm-hmm. 
and and you know, and he let me know that he remembered what the spirit of the Lord had gave me to speak to him. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, like I said, you never know the things that or the things that God gives you how it's gonna affect somebody else's life. That's why we mm-hmm. you know, we have to be obedient and we have to listen to the spirit and be moved by the spirit of God. Amen. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to yep. say that uh, we got to move a lot swifter than what we've been moving. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That dragging our feet, Lord, is that you? Well, Lord, you really want me to say that? Well, how come you got <laughs> me to say that? Well, what about? Well, we said yes to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah. it's not, although it's not a surprise to him that we don't say all that stuff. <laughs> but nevertheless, we said yes, Lord. You know, sometimes I think we say stuff up to sound so spiritual, and we, you know, and we just coming into it and seem like Sister Mary Cucumber. Oh, she's saying all of these cute, you know, little cliches and stuff, and then we start saying because I know the Lord asked me one time, "What does that mean?" I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I heard the pastor say it. Somebody say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, you, need to, you need to find out what it means because it may mean something different to you than it do to the pastor. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so correct. Yes, ma'am. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, because mm. yeah, you got to be careful. You're saying, repeating what somebody else said. I know that's right. That's why I don't. Um, I think Pastor, I think Pastor said something about that this week. Hmm. About we only we say uh, girls outside. You you know I I'm gonna tell y'all a couple of, um things I have um we were at the chapel in, in uh Korea and um. Uh, there was this guy, him and his wife, and God told me to tell him something about him lying. And I'm like, you can tell him about him lying for real? So I don't know how I was walking down the street coming off post because we lived off post. So I stopped him, and um, I was talking, and I said, um, I got a word for you. And, um, um, and this is not me talking, I said, but God said that um, you should stop lying. And he just looked at me. And he didn't say anything. And then he walked away. And then um, I think that was like on a Friday, Sunday at the chapel, came to the chaplain. And uh, the chaplain said something about don't tell people something that, (laughs) you know, we tell people something that the Lord said. I'm like, was this for me? Did he go and tell Chaplain DeVos that I said this to him? So I'm like, that was not me. And I, that was not me. If he was lying, he was lying because he was drinking and, you know, and everything. So <laughs> God told me that he needs to stop lying. And I'm like, I, I didn't know how to say it. I just said it. When I, when I saw him, when I came on post and I saw him, he was, it was lunchtime, and I just said it just like that. And I said, he looked at me strange, and he never really spoke to me anymore after that. And then I said, Sunday came, and the chaplain spoke over the, the um you know, the um, he was speaking that, that Sunday, and he said something, don't be telling people that the Lord said. I'm like, oh, my goodness. He done went and told the chaplain that I said this to him. But it wasn't me. You know, I, I never, I had never spoken to people like that before. 
So, and then um, another thing was just yesterday at our church, Pastor Mitchell uh, had the people in prayer. Um, it was a big line, and he stood there at the the very first person. He said, I feel something on my shoulder. He turned around. He said, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Touch me. Both your hands. And he put both his hands on his shoulder, pressing me down like that. And his wife was standing right there and all the elders and ministry. They said, nobody. Nobody was even close to him except his wife, and she was a few inches away, uh, uh, one feet away. And um, she said, nobody touched you. He said, somebody touched me on my shoulders. And then um, he started to move, and he couldn't move. He said, I cannot move. I cannot move. When he said that, I saw an angel with his hands on his shoulders. I saw an angel with wings. I didn't see a face. I saw golden hair, not blonde hair. I saw golden hair. I saw an angel pressing on his shoulders. But I didn't say anything, right, because I'm like, okay, I didn't, I didn't say anything. So he eventually said, y'all going to have to stand around me. It's how you elders and men, y'all have to stand around me and, and pray for me, he said, because I don't know what's going on. And he walked down the line praying for people, and, you know, the elders followed him. And then finally, uh, um, Evangelist stood up, and she said, Pastor, she was shaking really bad. She said, Pastor, I, I, I just want to tell you, I mean, she was shaking really bad. She said, that was an angel that was pressing you down on your shoulder and was holding you in place. He was placing a mantle, another mantle on you. Wow. 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 Yes. And and then when I told my husband what I saw, why did you say nothing around me? He said, that's what people need to hear that, that, you know, all this stuff going on with the Charleston, South Carolina stuff, you know, and people need to know that, you know, that there's protection, you know, in the church still. And so he told her the evangelist what I had what I had um told him and she came and grabbed my hand. She said, Come here, Rob, I need you to do something. Of course she put me up there to the pastor and told him what I had said. She said, No, Rob, tell him what you I'm like, Okay, she's got me right in front of the pastor. So I I told him what I had saw and, and then when I said, Well, I knew that someone else was gonna see it, so that's why I didn't speak up because I'm not the one to speak up anyway. And um, there was too many people up there um, prophesying anyway or prophesying. So I said, well, I'm not going to keep the church in here any longer, so I'm just going to sit back and let somebody I know that really saw what I saw. Saying that she spoke and she saw the angel that I saw. Well, you know, you, you were supposed to say it even though she saw it because the words in the mouth of you were three witnesses. Confirmation. So, yeah. Right. You know, his word shall be established. Right. I know. My husband already going to chastise me. You need to start speaking up. So, yeah. Yeah, don't worry about, don't worry about, see, you got to, you can't worry about the people. You got to stop looking at the people because you, you have to be used and allow God to use you. You know, I don't care about the people no more. I'm going to, whatever God tell me to say, I'm going to say it. And don't look at their faces it's, it's, because you're afraid. To yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, don't look at them because you look at the faces. The faces gonna put you gonna have fear. But you know you mm-hmm. need to speak what God gives you and and stop holding back because you're gonna be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you know this is a mandate. This is something that God is. This is a gift that God is giving you. If you don't use it, you know He gonna move on to the next person. 
Uh-huh. You don't want your, you know, you don't want the gift to be passed on when God has given it to you. Uh-huh. Right, right. So you gotta, you have to, you know, you've been more than one. I think I heard Mother Helen say boot camp. It's been more than one boot camp you've been through. Yes, and Mother Helen was right it. on it. She is right on yes, it. She was. Right. Somebody needs to hear this. It. It. it was just me. like with the talents. The <laughs> talents. If you're not, if you're not. If God is giving you talents and you taking it, keep burying it. What is good is it going to do? Have you set it out there to blossom? Have you set it out there to to get more talent? Or have you been the one with the one that took the talent and buried it in the ground, and then come running to the master? Look what I. See. So, are you going to take your talent and bury it? Mm. All right, no more. To continue to use you. I, I will. I have to. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, what is your name? I'm, I'm sorry, I missed your name. Who, Robin? The one oh. that came on for your vet. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, Robin. Um, first, just meditate on it and mutter it. Just constantly um, confess the scripture over and over again. The word of God says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But Father, you have not given me a spirit of fear, of love, power, and a sound mind. I thank you, Father, that I have a sound and disciplined mind in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I fear no man. Greater is he that is in me. You know, you have to confess the word over yourself. And some, and this is what builds our faith. This is when we become doers of the you have to hear it. You have to confess it. You have to talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You have to believe it, and you have to believe in yourself as well, knowing that, you know, it's, it's knowing, again, your identity and who you are in Christ. You've got to believe in yourself. Because when you don't speak God's word, it's like you're doubting, or is that you, Lord, or I'm going to wait for somebody else. And you don't know who that word is for at that moment. Right. You know, the word says, too, that when they reject you, they don't reject you, they reject him. They reject him, that's right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I know that's true. I know that's that's, that's true. All all you all are saying is just that, you know, I used to um, be able to say some things for a minute there, and then um, I just kind of like backed away from a lot of stuff, and because um, I let, I was looking at, I was focusing on the wrong thing. I was focused on the people around me, like you said, and um, I, my eyes became got off God and His Word and 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 what He is to me and my family, and I started looking at things that were happening in the church. And, you know, I just didn't like it in people's attitudes, and so I just I heard God, but I just I didn't. I stopped speaking to people. <laughs> I really did. I know that's wrong. I did. So, and now I'm like, I'm afraid. No. I, I used that word. I used that. Yeah, I did. I used that word. I'm, I'm not afraid. I just don't. I guess I don't trust myself. It's about you, Christ, and you. Yeah, yeah. you can't. God, it's not you. It's God's mm-hmm. holy boldness. Confess the word. Constantly keep the word of God in your mouth. You know, mm-hmm. just say, I'm, 
I'm bold as a lion, harmless as a dove. You know, I'm bold as a lion, I'm harmless as a dove. You know, keep mm-hmm. your eyes on Jesus, you know, and not mm-hmm. man. You know, you cannot um, be moved by man. Like you say, you can't be afraid of their faces, you know. Yes. I remember one time we was at a deliverance service and the pastor, the church I was one of the pastors was like, everybody bring something that you want the Lord to deliver you from and all this stuff and and people was bringing stuff and this I bought mm-hmm. this this um this um car it wasn't a car but it was a um yeah, it was a cardboard box, mm-hmm. and he had like he and he had like he was toting a wagon, and mm-hmm. he was toting it and he had it upside down, and when he turned it up, it was cigarettes. So he was the being wanted to deliver some cigarettes, so he had been smoking the whole time. But uh. the corruption and the thing got he when he came and he turned the turned the box up. I said, Oh Jesus. <laughs> You know, so your sin will find you out regardless or whatever. It's going to be conviction. Mm-hmm. And uh, so either you're going to come clean or you're not. And, you know, mm-hmm. all you got to do is be the, be the willing vessel that God is using because he's looking for bold soldiers, people that want to compromise God's word. People say that they're not compromising God's word, but they're lying a lot of lying because you are compromising God's word when you don't know when you know that spirits are operating in your ministry, in the ministry that God gave you, and you allow those spirits to drop, to flow freely, then you are compromising. If you know that you got people that's in leadership that is not up to the standard of leadership, and you're not letting them know, and you're letting them to keep continue to, I, I put on Facebook, boobies hanging all out, skirt up the butt. Oh, yeah. And, and all that different things when you allowing and 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 back you know backbiting lying cheating and and, and over ministries and using the spirit of, of homosexuality all this stuff or you want operating in the spirit of Jezebel if you know that those spirits are operating in the ministry and you are not correcting them yes you are compromising you may not say you're not you might say you're not compromising because you. Um, speak the truth out of God's word, but yes, because you're saying that grace and mercy, but as a leader, and uh, your leaders are supposed to be examples. Right. And if right. they're not the examples that God has set before under this ministry, they are tainting the ministry with those spirits. Mm-hmm. Which the church got, I mean, all. No church is perfect. We all got issues. We all got problems. Like I was Sunday, I was talking to my husband's son, and he was like, well, I tell you what, if I go to y'all church and y'all church don't let out in an hour, then I'm sorry. I said, well, you know what? I said, then you're operating with yourself. He said, no, because I get what I can get. I get what I get, and I'm, I'm, I don't need to be in church. I said, that's not so. I said, you're not allowing the spirit to flow freely. I said, you're quenching the spirit. I said, because yeah. God is not, you know, you can't put a time limit on the Holy Spirit. Amen. I get so sick and tired of going in churches that because the, the, the people, 
they on a the time basis. Well, we get in here at 10 and 9.30, we're going to be out at 11.30. And you don't rush the service. So, you know, there's things, you have to put things in DC in order and, and do things in, in, in God's format and not man's format. So, you know, we're talking about we're not compromising or we're doing God's word. But if you're, a comp- if you're not speaking God's truth and if you're not allowing the, the, the spirit to flow freely, then you're not doing the things that, that's of God. He's not totally in abiding by his word, his spirit. Uh-huh. I don't like that. Amen. So we got to be careful with the things that we're doing and saying. And I was reading the Billy Grant grandson stepped down. Adultery. What? Y'all see that? No. Have they read that, seen that? No, I have not. Wow. Anybody else online? I ain't seen it. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it either. Yeah, what? Billy Graham's grandson stepped down because of adultery. Mm. Wow. Well, not his, not his son, That's his grandson. His grandson. Okay. okay. Yeah, not, his Frank, not, Frank, not Franklin. No, his grandson. Okay, Franklin's son. Was he in the ministry? Yeah. Probably the youth portion. Wow. But he stepped down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I say you got to be, be careful because, you know, everybody <laughs> Everybody is striving. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's perfect. Some, some, some more than yeah. others, but. And, I, and I, it was supposed to have been an apostle coming on the line. Did she come online tonight? She probably, she said she'd go to bed at 7, so she may not have. Passed apostle Ward was supposed to be coming online tonight. And, uh, Who's that? Apostle Ward? I haven't heard any anyone. She haven't said anything if she is online. Oh, uh, okay. Is um, Sister Corinthian online? She's been quiet unless she's got it on mute. So, yeah. She's supposed to be coming online because she wants to uh, to work together. Um, she's up under the uh, mentorship with me with um, the apostles. I'm here. I'm just okay. listening. I'm here. Oh, okay. I know I heard 
talking in the background. Oh, yeah, well, that's not me, there. but I'm here. I have <laughs> You've been silent. Yeah. Yeah, I had a long day, so I've just been listening. to say, you know, that um, you're going to have to really let go of any hurt or animosity, Uh, you know, anything that you, you know, a lot of times we think we've gotten rid of stuff, right, but it's some residue that's still there that's kind of holding us back. And and the word tells us that we're not to despise prophecy. And and so a lot of times I know a lot of people I've been there and you know and heard people. I used to get to the place where somebody say, well, in seven days this and then I I would start laughing. I'm like, oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> you know, seven days this gonna happen, and 21 days that's gonna happen. And, 25 days, this is by the end of the month. In 30 days, this is going to 31 days. Well, the month only got 30 days. Where are the 31 days? You know, and so I, 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 you become cynical. And you become a little sarcastic. But I have a prayer that works for me. And and I believe because it's the word that it'll work for you and anybody else. When I found out in Hebrews that the disciples prayed and asked God for boldness, I said, then I need to follow suit. Yes, I need to have that boldness. And then I read where Paul said, pray for me mm-hmm. that I might speak boldly 
as I ought to. And I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, there's somebody else that that's asking you for boldness. So I thank you that I have boldness. Mm-hmm. I thank you for that boldness. And so, you know, and, and I think um, I forgot who it was, but you got to speak the word over yourself. Right. You got to speak the word over yourself. So I wanted to be bold in the things of God. And then the other thing was, Lord, don't let me say nothing to nobody that's not of you. Not of you. Yes, ma'am. I don't want to say nothing to nobody and nothing about just saying the Lord. What's that? Somebody got some echo and somebody moving on and there's some echo. Well, I'm sitting down, so, you know, so I don't want, I don't want to say anything that's not of you. So if it's not of you, I'm not getting up. So in order for me to know that it was him, I had to spend more time with him. I had to get to the place where I recognized his voice when he said move, when he said move. And sometimes that's how come I believe that um, he may give you a word, and he'll give somebody else the same word, and that somebody else will say it, and you'll be saying, oh, I heard that. Lord, you gave that. So you can hear and get to He's training you to get back in the place where you were. Amen. So that he can take you higher. Mm-hmm. So that he can take you higher. Yes, ma'am. Because he said, you've been dragging your feet long enough. Woo. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I receive it. I receive it. Um, I've been hearing that a whole lot lately. Well, look, I don't know. I'm just saying, we're, we're, actually, I, I didn't hear him. It just came up. Yeah. It came out. Mm. Mm. You know, and a lot of times when you ministry, you don't hear, well, I don't hear, tell Robin that I said A, B, C, D, C, F, G. I don't hear that. Right. A lot of times I just open my mouth and it come out. You know, it's not like I hear, like him standing right there next to me. Okay, tell her this. <laughs> All right, now tell her that. <sighs> Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, it's not always that. So sometimes I have to say, I perceive. Right. You know, that 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 by his spirit he's saying da-da-da-da-da. Right. So all mm-hmm. of this is training. Uh-huh. It's all yeah. training. It's all boot camp. I learned it. Way back when, when I was in the hospital and I was walking the halls, and the Holy Spirit told me to go in the room and pray for this man and read the 23rd Psalms to him. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. 
when I take a nap and come back. <laughs> I went back to my room. I laid down about an hour. And I said, oh, I've been reading the 23rd Psalms to this man. Got up and went to the room, and his room was empty. Mm. And I asked the nurse. I went to the nurse's station, and I asked the nurse, well, where's the man that was in this room right here? And Mm -hmm. she said, he's no longer with us. I said, oh, he went home? She said, he is no longer with us. Because technically, technically, she wasn't supposed to tell me anything because I'm not a family member. Right. So that was her way of telling me, but I was slow on the catching it. And then all of a sudden, it dawned. I said, oh, Oh. And tears just rolled just begin to roll down my cheeks. And I went to the room. I cried like that man was my brother or somebody because he died and I did not do what God told me to do. And I made a promise right then and there that if you ever ask me to do anything else, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I am going to do it. Mm-hmm. And from that time on, I began to, little by little, mm-hmm. he began to use me, and I would be in church, and I would hear, I would hear what the pastor was going to say before he said it, and then when he said it, I was like, wow. Wow. But he was training me. Mm -hmm. But he was training. And so that's what's happening with you. You're being trained. You're in boot camp. Mm -hmm. Get rid. Get rid of the um, uh, the the sarcasm. Mm -hmm. And and um, get rid of. Anything else that would hinder you from doing what God has uh, is getting ready to tell you to do, and has told you to do, and will tell you in the future to do, because as long as you you are hearing and know His voice, then the rest of it is between that person and God. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Mother Helen. Yes. Mother Helen? Yes. Yeah, I want to um, sort of piggyback on what you just said. I'm going to, um, you know, things just come to you while you were talking to Robin. I just felt in my spirit to pray for her, but not just for her, for all of us on the line. But this is scripture that I'm going to read, but I'm reading it in the form of a prayer, and I think it's for all of us. Um, I just felt there to do this. I prayed that um, that we might be filled with the knowledge of your will, Lord God, and um, wisdom and spiritual understanding that we might walk worthy of you, Lord, unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of you, Lord God, strengthened with all might 
according to your glorious power and to all patience and long-suffering and joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in might, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. And that prayer um, where I was reading from, from Colossians chapter 1, mm-hmm. 9 mm-hmm. 13, that, you know, this is a day and time we have to keep all of ourselves lifted, the whole body of Christ, that we walk worthy of the Lord into all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power. And, you know, with patience, long-suffering, joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father. So I hope, you know, you all receive that. Um, because times we live in, and I just, as I said earlier, I just believe that we just have to step up. Mm-hmm. Things that are coming on the earth, I know that we are protected, but we have to take back territory. We have to pray for one another. Amen. Yep. Right. You know, we have to reach out and reach in. I mean, you know, we have to keep each other lifted as well as going out, ministering to the law. Amen. All right, well, I want to go back to what you said about we're all protected. Mm-hmm. Are we really? Mm-hmm. Are all of us, when you say protected, what you mean in the uh, scriptures I just read? No, you said we're all protected. Well, we should be if um, we are in the Lord. We're covered by the blood. But I, said, but I said, um, are we really? Yeah, um, I, I, believe, I believe that. I believe that we're protected. I'm protected. Well, then what happened to the nine people that got killed in the church? Mm. Well, it's according to their faith and what they believe. And a lot of times, when people are fearful, then fear takes precedence over. Over the spirit of the of, of the Lord. Okay, but but uh, Pastor, from what I heard, they weren't fearful. He was sitting in the church a whole hour before he shot them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so my question is, where was where where was their discernment? Yeah. Where was yes, the, yes. where was the Holy Ghost in alerting them that? Yeah. Danger, like the, the, the uh, movie on TV, Danger, Real Watchers, Dangers. Mm. Where was the alert signal that allowed them to know that they were in danger? One of them, from the pastor down to the mother. It was a lady in there, I think, 75 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so, uh, you are right. Uh, just like you were talking to Robin earlier about having to speak out when something happened, um, you know, like she saw the angel. You, when 
things happen, you have to make others around you aware because God gives something to one person and that person is supposed to alert others. Whether they receive it or not, it's still our responsibility to give um, give what God has given us. Uh, some years back, there was the incident where this pastor and uh, three other ladies were in the car. I don't know whether they were the minister someplace or what. They were on their way back to and he passed the car. A woman had a flat tire, and she was on the side of the road by herself. And he, being a man, wanted to, um, you know, come to her aid. And one of the ladies in the back was a prophet, and she told the pastor, she said, keep going, don't stop. Mm-hmm. He ignored her because he wanted to do the right thing. He went back pulled behind her, went to help her with the flat tire and got killed by a pastor they hit him. Mm. He warned the, the it was a prophet in the car with him that was sitting behind him and told him, Pastor, you know, she might not have saw the whole thing. She might just got in her spirit that, you know, for him not to stop. But he stopped anyway. So we do have to, when God gives us something, we do have to alert the rest of the people. Um, I went to a meeting, and um, there was a meeting with most of the people in their office, and the main speaker was saying, you know, if a demonic spirit comes in the room and you're the only one that it, it's still your responsibility to alert the other people, not just set up in there and not say anything because nobody else is picking it up. So we all have responsibilities to each other, regardless, you know. Um, so in yeah. other words, in other words, then we're not all protected. I believe well, by I, us, I believe, do we speak up? Do we take the warning? You know, I I can't say, you know, and then there is a level of uh, faith as to whether they feel with the Holy Ghost, whether they are sensitive. Mm -hmm. But wait, 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 wait. When Mm -hmm. you get saved, Mm -hmm. you have the spirit of Christ, whether you speak in tongues or not. So there is still still an unction. Yes, unction from the Holy Ghost. There is still an unction by the Spirit of God that would alert when I when I was getting high and and drunk, I knew when danger was around me. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, but we could go into a house and we went to house parties. Now, I don't know about you guys, but we went to, back in the day. We used to go to house parties. Oh yeah, and I would walk in. And be in there two or three minutes, maybe five, and I tell my mom, we got to leave. Mm -hmm. Until people got to the place, they didn't want to go nowhere with me. But it always panned out because once we left, later on that night or the next day, we would hear that something happened at that house party. Yeah. So I wasn't saved per se. 
that I I know of, but I know that there was an unction on the inside of me that alerted me to when danger was around. Mother Helen, everybody don't have that same um, discernment. discernment. Yeah, we got intuition. We got gut feeling. Mm. But but then, too, you got to understand that the in the setting that they were in. Right. And which sometimes we as Christians, we are so used to doing things a certain time, a certain way. So at, at, at their point, they didn't expect, so their guards were down because they were in a place that they felt secure. They yeah, were in a they place could, that they felt they comfortable. Couldn't look, but, Pastor, they couldn't look at him. When I saw his picture, I knew he was demonically uh, oppressed. Depressed. Well, yeah, yeah, and then I didn't yeah, even tell something was wrong with it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. did too. But you know, some people have not been exposed to demonic spirits. Some people yeah. may have not even seen the, the the transformation of 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 spirits that have that's, passed through people. That's true. Everybody don't have the same discernment. Okay, okay. that's why. That's why a gift. Of the spirit is that a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of knowledge, and a spirit of discernment. The reason that is listed there because everybody don't have the spirit of discernment. So you know, but you, but you, but, but, but you better start praying and asking him for it. <laughs> now that's true. That's true. Yes. And and I'm I would I'm just as they say quote unquote I was just being the devil's advocate. Um. <laughs> Uh, because um, I, I've been through this with 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 a whole bunch of folks since since this since this incident happened. Mm-hmm. I thought this lady was gonna come off of Facebook and punch me in the eye about something I said <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> you know, when she responded, she responded like I'm like, oh my goodness, wow. And so my thing was, she was talking about praying. <laughs> People say stuff, and it makes me stop and think. When you say I am praying for the people that died, my question is why? Oh, not you praying for the family. They praying for the family. They're not praying for the people that died. No. Listen to what I just said. Mm -hmm. We are praying for the people that were shot and their family. Mm-hmm. Well, the people that were shot are in glory. We need to pray for the family. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying what, what the other person said. Oh, okay. And so my response it was, I am praying for the young man and his family, mm-hmm. and and uh, two or three people, I thought they was gonna come off of Facebook, off the phone, <laughs> and slap me. Yeah. You know, and and I said, well, we've got to. And she said, well, we're the most forgiving people. I'm not forgiving, and I don't feel like forgiving right now. I will maybe later on, but that same night. Mm-hmm. That same night, 
the family come on and say that they forgive him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're praying for him and his family. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, Holy Ghost, I heard you once again. <laughs> because, hallelujah, God does not want anybody to care. He doesn't want anybody, mm-hmm. not even that man that killed them nine people. Yeah. He wants him to get saved and delivered and, and so that he one day will make it into glory. Mm-hmm. And whether he was white and he killed the black people or whether black people and they killed the white, God does not want anybody to perish. Mm-hmm. And, and and I know this black crime and all of this killing and the way they're mistreating, you know, our, our black sons and nephews and stuff, that's a hard pill mm-hmm. to swallow. But when God, here we go again, when God say pray for somebody, no matter mm-hmm. what they did, your flesh, you got to tell it to shut up. Mm-hmm. You, but know, you got to do what God told you to do. I, did I want to pray for that? No. They they said they took him to, to Burger King and bought him something to eat and all that stuff. I'm like, you know, that had been a black boy. He'd have been up under the car somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I know that. Yeah. Right. But the Holy Ghost, they pray for him. Yeah. Right. But you know, the words that we wrote about against flesh and blood, but against wicked spirits in high places. We need to pull down strongholds, you know, um, come against the spirit that causes racism. Now, when you come against that spirit, whites are not the only people that are racist. You got racism in every race on the face of the earth. There are always a segment of people in every race that has something against another race. Mhm. Several. So, and then you got black people that's against black people. Against their own people. Yeah, yes. yeah that's true. And that's in every race too. That's not just yeah. in the black race. You got yeah. other races that hate, that hate people in their own race. Right. And we like even um, you know, so. It's nothing new under the sun. So that's why we are coming against principalities, you know. Um, yeah, but our warfare are not carnal, but mighty suits are pulling down a stronghold. Right, but Sister Virginia, how many people do that? Mm-hmm. The prayer warriors and the intercessors are slacking on their job. That's Amen. Fair. We were just talking about this. If you were on the line earlier, but I started out talking about the fact that we have to step up our prayer life. We already talked about the prayer watches. We have to increase our prayer time. The word God pray without Every opportunity that you get, we need to pray. Take Mm -hmm. prayer. Right. And, the, and the thing, and the thing about it is, just like you said, it's it's not flesh and blood. And see, and we gotta have, and we as as leaders and 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 the, as intercessors, 
see, and the, the thing about it, God is showing us we got to come together. Yes, mm-hmm. unity. And the more unified that we are in the body of the Christ, the more mm-hmm. that we will be able to have the discernment to conquer those things that are interesting. Because this mm-hmm. is a spiritual warfare. This is not physical. Yeah, this is spiritual. Yeah. And that yeah. was a demon. That was a demon that that disguised himself and came in the middle. Right. In the middle. middle. Right. Wow. And he, he tried his and, hands. And he, you know, a sheep in wool clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they man looked at a soul as as far as a soul coming forward, and that's what I'm saying. The mindset mm-hmm. and the comfortability that you had in the household of God, and how mm-hmm. the enemy come and sit even amongst us. That's why I said we got to be careful when we see these different spirits that is operating in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And, and they those spirits have not been put to halt to, then there's something that's wrong. And we what? should have enough power and the anointing and the discernment. If you are a leader and you're praying for your congregation or your people, you know and, and and just like you said, and even a lot of times God will give you forewarning. Either you heeded to the warning or you just ignored the warning. Because oh. I'm pretty sure there was warning before destruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 See, so, that was my that's problem. That's what you, you got to know. You got to mm-hmm. know without a shadow of a doubt that it's God, the Spirit. Whose voice are you listening to? You got to know without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. Your relationship you know what? Out. You know what, uh, Pastor? In that instance, in that in that particular instance, you would have to know that that's God talking. Because Satan, the demons are not going to tell you that's a demon sitting among exactly. you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So exactly. you would know, have to know that that's mm-hmm. God talking. If you never know that it's, that is Him talking again, you would have to know that that was Him talking. Because the mm-hmm. demon is not going to tell you that another demon exactly. is sitting there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's right. And, and it disguised itself. It came in as a sheep. Mm-hmm. It disguised itself. That's why the Word of God tells us we have to be prayed up. We have to know God's word because these are the times we're not going to have this Bible. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that we're going to know is what relationship we have with God. And if that relationship is not solid, that's why I said I was talking to my, like I said, I was talking to my husband's son. No, I don't care. That preacher can be preaching from sunup to sundown. I'm going to get my word and I'm going to make sure that what he is saying is in the word of God because we have to know because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he's coming into the household of God, and he's tearing up stuff, and he's rampaging to doing what he want to do, and not only in the church but, in the, you know, with the church arena. It's just so much that's going on. But we are up here ministering and preaching, and toe up. Well, I just feel like I think the problem is in the leadership is that everybody worrying about a title and not worrying about really giving people what they need. And I made this comment on Facebook that, you know, this was this was a wake-up call, really, for the Christian community. But when we step and look, every religion 
Every religion has a day of recognition of prayer or whatnot on the calendar. Christians don't have that whatsoever. It shouldn't even took this to have a, a national day of prayer, really. And then when I go to say, well, well, how about we have, and I made it public, how about we have as a Christian community, third Friday or something, at 7 o'clock, we all come together around the nations and pray. Just set this one Friday hour a month out. And you nobody can say, yeah, I agree to that, but I agree to all the foolishness, or I agree to hear that everybody is wrong for saying something ain't right with this boy or saying this in the spiritual. I had so many people look me dead in the face like they just want to kill me. Like, for saying... What you saying? We supposed to just know who walking the church? Yes, you should. You should know who you got walking in the church. If something, God gives you a feeling. Somebody in that whole church, somebody gets a feeling that something ain't right right here with somebody. Whether you stir that person around all day in service, somebody get a king or something, and we getting too comfortable. We letting everything just go on in God's temple, in God's house, and we just... We just worrying about just what we getting, our prosperity. That's all we worrying about. But it's a bigger picture right now. We in the insides, you don't even hear a lot of pastors even talk about that. You don't even hear. You people say, I'm going to church. I'm going to church. Oh, I went to church. They don't even know what the Holy Spirit is. They know Jesus died and risen. They don't know nothing else beyond that. So are we really doing what we're supposed to do as leaders to prepare for this? Because that was a warning. They said, leaders, wake up. Do what we got to do to equip our people. Yeah, but you well, know, that's not, the first time. that's not the first time that has happened. It sure has. No, it's not. It's not. But to look at it now, you know, with everything going on now, this was the to me. I couldn't see nothing in the seventies and the eighties, and then even in the nineties, I was too young. But to see this attack in my day now. And to know that we in the end times and it's just so, revelation is just so unfolding. Yeah, it's kind of like that was a message for all. Right. Young, and old. That's, and but, that's how come I say, you know, they got to have some kind of discernment. That's why I was telling you, you know, not that I knew this was going to happen, but I've, I've been telling you, read about the gift. Learn about yeah. the gift. Find out what yeah. gift you have. But, you yeah. know, for some reason, for some reason, the Holy Spirit has just been nudging on me, and most people that I talk to, once I find out that they don't know what, what their gift is, they don't even know that there's some gifts. The only gift people, most people that go to church know that's in the Bible is in Ephesians, the fivefold ministry gift. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Mother Helen, uh, I think Tarana said that um, a lot of the preachers, they can't preach what they don't have. You say they're not preaching, giving the people what they need. They, they're giving the people what they have. A lot of preachers don't. Well, and that's not messed up. Grounded in the world. They not, a lot of them are not grounded and rooted in the word. You can listen to some preachers. And they go off on a tantrum, and you realize it's not anything that keeps people out of their seat, but they are saying things that's really not in the word. They took a part of the scripture. They didn't understand what that whole chapter was talking about, and they took 
things that are constant. The other thing, when you're dealing with spiritual warfare, um, it's a spirit of uh, paralyzation. When people come under a demonic attack like that, it's a demon that's sent out before that go and paralyze people. So they're so stunned when the attack comes, they're not able to respond. The only thing, because I've been attacked, and I tell you, it's like your body is not your your body. Hello? Your physical body. Yes. Hello? Yes. We're here. 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 I think she hears some talking or something in the background. Yeah, I hear something. Yeah. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. enemies don't want this word to get out, but it's going forth in the name of Jesus. I come against mm-hmm. them in the power of the air. You cease your maneuvers now in the name of Jesus. I block you by the power mm-hmm. and authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now back to what I was saying, a spirit of paralyzation go out. When I was attacked, God had already prepared me because God prepared you. He and yes. When the physical body is not able to handle shock, and when I was attacked, I was like stunned. It's like my mind, my thinking went out the door and just left me. And I'm sitting there knowing that I'm supposed to do something, but I'm blocked. It's like my mind is blocked. Everything is blocked. But I did know to call on Jesus. I said, Lord, I said, I'm supposed to be doing something, but I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. At that point, when I said that, the angel shot down into the room, and God began to take over and just give me everything to say. So Mm. it's a spiritual warfare, and I hear people talk about stuff that they have never experienced. They say what they would do. You don't know what you would do when you're confronted with stuff. All the word that you got built up in you can leave you. Your mind can just be paralyzed. I can't explain it to you. It's almost like you just go to sleep, but you're awake. And you're experiencing something, but nothing is coming to you. And the only thing, you got to have Jesus inside of you to call on the help of God because you're dealing with demonic warfare. You know, um, uh, it's one spirit that, you know, the Lord tell us uh, to come against spirits, but one spirit he tells you don't come against, and that's the spirit of lust. He said, flee from lust. That's because when you try to fight against it, it overwhelms you. When mm-hmm. the enemy tried to attack you, he tried to send a spirit of paralyzation towards you to keep so he try to bind you. So you gotta uh, bind him before he's able to bind you. Their spiritual warfare is very, very. You know, um, you need the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the only thing I and, can say. And, and a know, lot of times, grace and the power of God. And a, and a lot of times, see, people are not equipping. They're not. Back in the old in the old school or when I was coming up in Pentecostal, you know, we we know and like I was saying, when they had the deliverance services and different things like that, we're able to see some of the different manifestations of, of demonic forces. 
And nowadays, all people do now is they want to prophesy. And, you know, and prophecy is good, you know, it's good, but is prophecy going to give you some sound doctrine? Is prophecy going to really equip you to to know what's coming up against you and and when you need it. It's just like you said, yeah, there's things that happen to us and 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 the enemy he he, he comes to, to again to steal, kill and to destroy and to get us off focus, he comes to choke the word of God from us mm-hmm. and to leave us powerless. But when you got to when you have when you have God's word in you and you have discernment. I pray every Lord, give me a sound mind and discernment to see the enemy from afar off. Yes. And yes. you know, so these are prayers. See, a lot of people don't know those prayers. A lot of people don't because they have not been rooted and grounded in that area. It's like I said, I came up on the Pentecostal where we fasted mm-hmm. for three days. And and I and, and we prayed on the clock for mm-hmm. seventy two hours. Mm-hmm. There was no there was no breaking. I mean seventy two hours. And I believe I remember one of when I went to and even Nicole, my my oldest daughter, I, she was sixteen at the time. And I believe that when we went into this intercessory, when we went into this seventy two hour fast and prayer all night long. I believe two weeks after coming out of that prayer, my cousin in Michigan was shot in his stomach. Mm. And I believe that because, and even Nicole's sacrifice, Nicole had never fasted, but she fasted for them 72 hours as a 16-year-old girl. And she was feeding her brothers them breakfast and still did not eat no food. So I believe that through that fasting and that prayer, that whatever had came up with the enemy tried to do against my family, they were well protected. Mm-hmm. But he he may he made the fiery thoughts may come, but it it it, it won't harm. That's but right. He, he, you know he was he was um you know he wasn't he was he went through, you know, mm-hmm. but he survived. Yes. And I don't know if my aunt on phone on the phone or not, yeah. but I remember when it was either two weeks after we came out of that consecration. Mhm. That I believed that my family was protected. Mhm. Praise and God. So, you know, and 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 you know, I wasn't even there. Mhm. It is just like when my when, when my grandfather was living, and I was in Michigan. I was in home, and when he first had this one surgery that he had, and the spirit of the Lord, I the Lord showed me. The Lord said he was going to be all right, and I believe mm-hmm. I told. I don't know if I told one of my aunts or I told my granddad. God said you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. From his first surgery that he had. Um. And he came out well, but you know, mm. but you know, you gotta, you know, you just gotta be prayed up, and you gotta know, you know, the 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 tactics. We don't know all of them, but the Word of God tells us that, you know, that, that Satan imps mm-hmm. 
they don't get they don't get they get more powerful. So you know, every level there's a new devil. As we you know, you know, so the enemy the, he got imps, mm-hmm. and every level is higher and higher. But you just gotta know. And he said, and 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 for him to take out as many people as he did, he sent a pretty good uh, a pretty good um imp. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't. He wasn't. No. He he really disguised himself very well. That's why you got to be. The word of God said, "Be watchful as well as pray." Prayerful. Yeah. Watch and pray. You know, so watch and pray. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it took him. He said in there hour before he did anything. Exactly. I think they were ministering. I think they were ministering to him. Yeah. It 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 was probably a battle within him. That's what I'm saying. I feel like the cartoons. He probably had an angel on one shoulder and, and a spirit on the other shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, uh, he, he's already tried to commit suicide. Yeah, that's right. He, yeah, he knows. You know, because like see, <laughs> what happens is that when, after the enemy uses you, it leaves you. And once it leaves you, you um, the person becomes um, no. numb. It's like they don't even know what they did or why what they did. did. Mm-hmm. Because he allowed the forces of the enemy to take over. And see, we got to, like I said, this ain't no fleshly warfare. This is a spiritual warfare. That's yeah. a spirit of against good and evil. It, it ain't the person, it's the spirit that he allowed to take control in his mind. Yeah. And at that time, he let the enemy mm-hmm. take control. I have a, um, a challenge for everybody on the phone. <laughs> There's a book that is called This Present Darkness. Mm. I would like for us to read it and talk about it. Who is the author of that book? Pray Peretti. I might have read that book. That might have been an assignment that I had at another church before I came to where I'm at now. It's a fiction book, isn't it? Yeah, it's fiction. I think I read that it's fiction part of it. With Bible principles. Yeah. I couldn't get through the whole book, but um, I I did start that book, and I think I read about the middle, or I think I got halfway through it. But I tell you, a book that, um, oh, that's okay. Mm. Mm. So uh, are we willing to do that? What's the name of the book? Out. What's the name of the book? To do what now? Because I didn't hear. This the, name name the, the name of the book is This Present Darkness. What did okay. you say, uh, Nicole? Oh. Okay, what did you say, uh, Mother Helen? This Present Darkness. By who? Frank Peretti. What you want us to do? Read it. Read it? Uh-huh. 
I asked. Well, I thought Pastor, you were on the. I thought. I'm sorry, Pastor Yvette. I thought you were on the line. I asked. Uh, I said I have a, a assignment for us. Uh huh. Would to read okay. this book. Okay. If everybody was in agreement with it. Okay. And then we could we could we could talk about it. Talk about unless it. You ha- unless you have some other things on the agenda. Mm-mm, that'll be that'll be perfect. Can everybody uh, uh put, if you can put it uh in inbox or put it on um so that I'm able to um and um we'll yeah we can uh, when you want us to when you, when we gotta have a book ball. As what what as soon as possible everybody should have it at the same time that would be better. Yeah, so um is it on Amazon or Yeah, you probably get it on Amazon or um uh what is it? C C B D Christian Book Distributors. Okay. And and those of you that uh those of you I don't know how much the book costs. Well but when uh, I when I when I bought it the first time it was like <laughs> Eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine, something like that. Ten or eleven dollars. Because what I was going to say is, I don't know how many of us is on the line. Um, I I can um, probably try to go on Amazon if you can give me if you can inbox me the name or either put it on on my in, on Facebook so I can get it and um, and then I can see and I can have it have the um, book shipped to everybody's address so that we can um, okay. if I can if I can do that those that you know can't afford it or you know you can inbox me or you know or call me and uh, and so we can try to have huh? How you spell his last name? I knew somebody was gonna ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been all while past talking. I've been trying to figure out how to spell it. Um, <laughs> I think it's P R E T T I E Peretti. But if you have the if you have the book, sometimes too, if you don't know the spelling, that the book name. Well, I I go. I, what I'll do is is after we get offline, I'll go and uh, go in the bin and find it, uh-huh. and then I'll text or uh, inbox the correct spelling. Okay. okay, and then like I said, and anybody, if you're on Facebook or you can call me and leave me a voice message or whatever of your address and those that if you can't afford the book, so that if we can get it. If we can get the book, you know, depends on if I can get it by Monday. Am I here to get it at the library? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Can, you yeah. may be able to get it at the library. Mm-hmm. And then another if you thing. Don't, too, if you don't want to keep it for your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How many chapters is it? Oh, it's about 400 pages. Okay, well, well then I know we're going to have to, um, or what we can do is, I don't know if you want to break it down that we read, um, I don't know how many chapters is, 
how many chapters mm-hmm. in there that we discuss it by chapters? Um, we could look. I'm gonna let Sister Virginia. We're gonna let the teacher do that. I'm gonna no. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look for the book tonight, and okay. uh, I'll go through it and see how it's divided up. Yeah, and then that way, you know, if we can get the book by by Monday, and then we can start reading it, and then probably about the third week, we can start discussing it. Mhm. And it would it would be it would be nice. Now I know is everybody on here a reader? I am. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, because I know when we did it at the church, it took a little longer than normal because everybody wasn't a reader. Then that's when I discovered they wasn't necessarily not a reader. They didn't know how to read well. And so they had a struggle, and it took them longer than some of the other, you know, some other ones, because I like to read. So once I get something and it holds my interest, that's all I'm doing. I'm in the bathroom with the book in the hand. I'm just vacuuming Mm -hmm. with the book in the hand. Mm -hmm. I'm everywhere with the book. Yeah, and if if you too have, I think if you have like the the Nook or either the, um, some of them books you can get downloaded on that. The Kindle. uh, The Kindle, yeah, the Kindle Mm -hmm. or, you know, some of them books may be in there. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. I I got a tablet for my birthday. What's the name of the night? Oh, Lord, thank you. God is faithful. He hears and he's concerned about everything that we're concerned about. (laughs) So now I got to learn how to use (laughs) (laughs) it. Yeah. So. I'm like, okay, Lord, I yeah, got. I could probably, yeah, I probably see if I can. Um, and yeah, a lot of times, like I said, if you got that Kindle, the Nook, or one of them books, uh, um, they'll have where you can get those. Um, you can download them right there. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, I'm, that's kind of like a good a good project. And so tomorrow, a I don't know. Have you ever heard of? High speed on high places. Huh? High speed on high places. High speed. On high yes, places. I've heard that. Uh huh. Yeah, that's, a, that's another good book. Yeah. When I, I had my when I had my empowerment class, everybody had to read that book, and they were coming back. They were like, Miss Helen. Well, you know, this is good. I need to get my sister one. I need to get get this. Look, you read it first and then pass it on. Sister Virginia got one, too, that she, um, something about the goats. What is that? What was that book, Sister Virginia? Oh, I forgot. By Prairie Stone, I finished it, but I gave it to First Lady. Um, uh, Goats. Um. Sheep and goats or something. I I forgot. Uh, it's one of Perry Stone's books. Oh, I like him. I like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can, um, yeah, that'll be something else that we can do. 
And then there's another one. He came to set the captives free. Mm-hmm. You know what? I started to mention that. I read that book. And um, that's a good book. He came to set the captives free. But I'm not sure, Mother Helen, everybody's ready to read that book. It depends on where you are spiritually. Well, that's, how, that's why I didn't mention it. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. That's why I didn't mention it. Because any time you buy a book and it's got a prayer in the front of the book before you start reading it, yeah, I'm it like, it's, got, it's some stuff going on with that. Going on, on, yep. Now, you know, when I was under Bishop Green in Maryland, that was a reading assignment because that was a deliverance ministry. That's the kind of book that if you know that you're called to deliverance, if mm-hmm. you are in the medical field, you're saved and you're in the medical field or you're in deliverance, that's a good book to read. But I'm not sure is that book for everybody. What's the well, name of that There's a lot of other ones that I could name off, like Pigs in the Parlor and and well, Pigs in Apollo, yeah, everybody reads Pigs in Apollo. That's a good book for ev- all Christians. I don't think you- so. I don't think so because it's, it's dealing with demons and spirits. Yes, and, uh, you need to know about demons. You need to know about demons. You need to know, yeah, but, but everybody, you gotta, now you everybody, be quick, though, too. everybody you is not ready sure. for it. Yeah, and then you got to make sure you're equipped when the, when you be reading these demonic these right. books about demons. Yeah, well, right. you need you need to be filled with the spirit of God. I tell you that. Yeah, yeah, because you know, and, and you can't leave. You got to make sure that you again. You got to make sure you prayed up because some of these things, like I said, this stuff that's going on. <laughs> you got to be prayed up, and you got to know yeah. the word. Yeah. You can't be playing, you know, you can't be playing on, on Satan's territory. Because he going, he going to keep. Yes, sir. That's yeah. it. But that's a good, yeah, we can we can do that. And if anybody else have, you know, yeah, because I, you know, I kind of think, you know, we need to, to be edified and we need to, um, to, um, and that's and that's another thing that I was going to say, uh, you know, is that you know, you know, we have to people have to understand and be taught about spiritual warfare, and uh, you know, it's you know, because you know to be equipped to handle what's what's coming up, and you know, because stuff, stuff that's happening nowadays, like I said, it ain't no, you know, you. People look at the outer appearance of people and things like that. No, you got to look at that spirit realm. Yeah. You got to ask God, you know, and you, you know, you cover and you got to ask God and, you know, certain things and, 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 and how to handle things. And because, like I said, the enemy wished to swift us as we, and, and it ain't God that's, that's killing us or anything like that, you know, it's just that we got to, we got to just know, you know, the power and authority that we have and can't keep playing around with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. you, you know, yeah, grace and mercy is there, but, you know, you can't keep thinking that, <laughs> that, um, 
you know, things are going to be, you know, signed and, and, and uh, you know, because I know another lady uh, years ago, um, she had a stalker, and he was, you know, he he was liking her, and this lady caught the bus. She was in the church, and, and um, and the guy, he he kept on, you know, she wasn't interested in him like that, but he was mentally this me- mentally too, and um, and so um, she went to walk to the bus stop where he was putting snakes on her porch and all this old oh, crazy uh, stuff he was uh, doing, and this happened in Church Hill in Richmond. And, and he um, liked her. And he yes. liked her. Yes. This thing would happen if he didn't like her. My goodness. Yes. He li- yeah, he liked her. And then when she was rejecting him, that's when he got angry. And she went to the bus stop to catch the bus to go to work, and he shot her in her face. Shot her down. At the bus stop. Ah, yeah. Mama. yeah. So, you know, this enemy, you know, just because, you know, she rejected him. Mm. So you know the devil is for keeps. Yeah, we can't take nothing for granted. Exactly, and you can't be taking him lightly either. And um, because this. Uh, but I we said, know I, that we win in the end. Yes, we do. We winners. We're more than yes, we, more than triumphing, triumphing through Christ Jesus. Yep. Yep. Y'all know what um, my pastor said yesterday. He said, um, you can't go by what people say. Example, I'm a Christian. He said, you got to see it. Mm-hmm. Your behavior dictates whom you are. So, you are. Mm-hmm. Yes. You got to be so careful. Yep, because people are looking, and the enemy is looking. Mm-hmm. And the enemy gonna test, and you know he gonna test you too. Oh, yeah. it's just like today. The um, you know, I was outside, and the guy um went over here in the woods to to to, to pee. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I said I cannot believe. <laughs> I said I cannot believe that you went over there while I'm out here to use the bathroom. And he was like, um. You, he said, "You are you serious?" I said, "Yes, I am serious." I said, "You are very disrespectful." <laughs> I said, "Why didn't you go to the restroom?" I said, "Y'all rush to go home, go rush to do this, and then you come running back here to this airport, and you don't even have the common decency to stop at a toilet." I said, "How would you like if I was to come and pee in your yard?" <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me. Are you serious? He looked at me and went. I said, "You." Right, I'm serious. You nasty. Mhm. I said that ain't godly. And he looked at me. He went on about his business. He didn't say a word. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do apologize. Oh, don't let it happen again. You respect me, women out here. Oh dear. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I said, people just just don't care. Uh uh-uh. you know? No, I mean, I was like, you kidding me? He, he, he thought I was joking. He thought, are you serious? Yes, I am. Serious as you won't be? Wow. Yep. Yeah. 
You know, people that they don't they don't care. They have no respect. None whatsoever. They don't. They don't. They don't. My husband got all our little pack. He got all our little um our bags out the pack. God. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, earlier, Mother Mother Helen asked that question. I think she said, are we all protected? Is that the question she asked? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, that could be like everybody had, you know, something to say. It could be a yay or nay or it could be um, both of them. And I think another question I'll ask, which is, which, um, is only people always have said it, and it is, um, is, are we all God's children? A lot of people used to say that we all were God's children, but that's not a true answer to that question. We are not all God's children. We are all God's created creation. That's what we are. Mm-hmm. We are all created, but we are not all God's children because we don't all serve the true living God. Mm-hmm. So some some are children of the of Satan. Mm. You know, so that's why I say, you know, we are not all God's children. Yes, we are all God's creation. Uh-huh. Mm. But some mm. went the other way. They swerved to the to the left. So I don't know why I said mm. that. I just thought I had to. Yeah, I guess was, that that guy sitting up there in church with them in Bible study for that one hour that he just sat there. You know, I guess mm-hmm. they thought he was with them, but he really wasn't. Mm-hmm. That's what I said, and that's what, and we talked about that too, you know, and earlier with even Sister Virginia when we talked about, you know, the wheat and the tares grow together. So, mm-hmm. And then, you know, some people come to church for the right reasons and some come don't come with the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Have different things on their mind than the words. Just like you, you said about that, <laughs> what you posted on Facebook. I read that. I was cracking up laughing about the way they dress. Yeah, they got different things on their mind. They come to church. Yeah. Even some of them leaders you talking about, the way they dress. They're trying to entice the men in the church, even the pastor. Mm. Well, praise God. Mhm. Yep. So he, you know, but we just gotta be, just gotta be prepared, and know that we know that we know that we know. Amen. My redeemer lives, but uh, everybody got that book. So we're going to work on getting that book, and then we're going to get in some discussion with it. Yeah, well, it's coming from Ephesians 6, from We Wrestle Not Against Flesh and Blood. What do you want me to do? It's it's, uh, Bible-based, but it's a good Mm -hmm. Christian thriller. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I like it. It's like, oh wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Is my Max on the line? I heard her earlier. 
Leroy Thompson out of Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Louisiana. Is he Louisiana? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was out of Texas. Daryl, Louisiana. Yeah, we used to. Money, come to me right now in Jesus' name. Money, come in. I'm like, man, like we can just say that and it'll just come out the ceiling. He was saying that because he had a congregation that probably had a whole bunch of numbers. Yeah, money's coming. Money do come at then. I haven't seen him in a long time. So, Virginia, you know what happened to him? He's still around. Oh. We used to have a lot of ministers under, um, I know Bishop Kelly used to be a under him and, um, that prosperity ministry, that's what he was speaking Well, anyway, ladies, I'm going to have to go. All right, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to be back next week and, um, um, you know, we'll be, I'm leaving tomorrow, me and my husband, we're going down to the convocation with our, with our mentors, and so we'll be back safe and sound on Sunday, so we're going to a holy convocation. Praise God. And my, my, um, last time my husband went to the revival, and he ended up shouting, so, uh well, Lord, going to have him down here at convocation. He ain't never shouting like that. He clapped his hands, but he ain't never had no dancing in his feet. <laughs> <laughs> in his feet, so I don't know what to expect from God. We're going to be down there for a whole week. Well, before you get off the phone, could you um, pray for this lady named Shirley uh, Matthews for me? Uh-huh. Hey, you know something? Today I met a guy that was um from Muskegon, that he was married. I forgot who he said the lady name was from Muskegon, Michigan. I said, what? Mm-hmm. I said, you got to know the hunters. I said, because there's a lot of them from Michigan. And <laughs> he told me, actually, you remember Tony Bailey? I think he went to school with me. Who? A Penny Bailey. Tony Bailey. Mm-mm. I, I don't know if he's some kid to, um, I, I know Tony went to school with me, but he was married to some, I, he told me the dog lady last name, and he played uh, basketball for um, Muskegon Community College. Oh, mm-mm. And I was like, this is a small world. How in the world of all places? I'm running to somebody from Muskegon. <laughs> but I can't remember. I'll probably find out of the, his, his, uh, his, he said I probably know his mother, oh, okay. his wife's mother, because they're down in that area. Oh, okay. but then, what's her name? Huh? What's her name? Shirley Matthews. Oh, okay. Um, she's not feeling good. She's not feeling well. Do I say anything specific? Well, I I don't I don't really know what they say she had uh, lupus lupus I think. Huh. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, her feet, her ankles are really swollen. And what have you, have you, you talked to her? Yeah, I went over there today. Yeah. And what, did you leave her with any scriptures? Uh, I wrote some stuff down for her, yeah, and um, okay. I prayed for her and stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then let her read the book of Isaiah, you know, verses 53. Isaiah what? Isaiah 53. She needs to, oh. need to get that down. Oh, okay. And she needs to read that on a daily basis. Okay, I write that down. Okay. Right now, Lord, we declare that we decree it, Lord. Lord, you said in your word, 
Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, that we will put our hands on the sick, 
I thank you, Father. I bless you, Almighty God. I give you glory and I give you honor, Father God. Oh, I bless your name tonight, Almighty God, for you are holy. You are holy and there is none like you, Almighty God. But you are the great physician, Father. You are the healer. You are our deliverer. We thank you, Father, for protecting us, Father, under the mighty wings and under your arms, Father God. We thank you, Almighty God. We bless you, Almighty God. For great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. 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 And we take nothing for granted, Father. Thank you. Thank you. For you are worthy, Father. Thank you. Thank you for the Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Anything that's in the world is not like me. Thank you. 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 For a brand new, brand new mercy. Thank you, Lord. Yes, we Lord. thank you, Father, that we're not dragging, Father, God, energy to full of your life, Father. Thank you, thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We're passing all our cares over on you, Father. We're giving them to you, Father. That you did not call us to be carrying no burdens and weights and stuff. So we cast them over on you, Father. Yes, Lord. You are sovereign, Father. And we thank you, Father. We thank you. And I cross over. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We thank you for what we've done on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you for long, healthy, prosperous life, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In our right mind, Father God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Thank you. Bless you, Almighty God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. 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 Not thinking that we're bigger and better than anybody else, but we just walking, doing what you called us to do, Father. Yes, Helping Lord. one another, being a, a help to one another, Father God. Yes, Loving Lord. one another. Exhorting one another, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. And we had a heart to fight for you. Thank you, Father. Thank, Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. 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 Thank you.
you have any holy oils? Oh yeah, I I had some. I gave her some of that today. You gave her some of that. Did you rub her down her legs? No, she did. I I did her forehead. And stuff. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, ladies. All right, good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night. Are we just going to believe God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to. We're going to believe God. Listen, trust God. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Love y'all. Okay, good night, everybody. Good night. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week. Okay. All right. Good night to you, everybody. Okay. Good night.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.